There ain't nothing in the world that I like better than bacon and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes. Up in the morning, out in the garden, get you a ripe one, don't get a hard one. Plant them in the spring, need them in the summer. All winter without them is a culinary bummer. I forget all about the sweating and digging. Every time I go out, pick me up digging. Good morning and welcome in to 90 minutes of questions and answers to your landscape problems. Nebraska education educator Nicole Stunner and her guests are going to help solve any problem you might have from, oh, I don't know, say uh, bugs, critters, rots, and spots. We call it Yard and Garden Live. You just need to call 402-729-3383. And now, a round of applause for the lovely and talented Nicole Stoner. Okay? That's enough. All right. Yeah, Hi, Nicole. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm just wonderful. Oh, wait, Happy Arbor Day. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. See, yeah. Happy Arbor Day. That. My my wife is a an employee of the state of Nebraska, and so she's got a day off. Right. Huh? Yeah. And good for her, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, once again, uh, Yard and Garden Live here, uh, needing your phone calls to make this thing work real well. And uh, again, the phone number four zero two seven two nine. 3383 and uh, we have a first time guest here yeah. tell everybody who you uh, who you uh, twisted enough arms and finally got uh, to come and visit with us yeah i brought with me andy campbell and he is the manager of the landscape department at campbell's nursery so welcome thanks for coming down good morning happy arbor day yeah and nice to uh, nice to meet you um as i know we didn't get a, a whole lot of chance to talk before we went on the air but uh uh, I, you know, we just always looked forward to your dad, mm -hmm. uh, being here. And, uh, you know, when he told us that he was going to retire, mm -hmm. I had to give him a hug and <laughs> I, I, you know, and I don't know if I surprised him or not, but, uh, he hugged me back and it was, a, uh, and I just think that, uh, there's probably a lot of, a lot of reefs, a lot of coral that needs to be looked at. And now he'll have as much time as he needs to put on his scuba tank and yeah. go. Just like all of us, we've been, ba you know, balancing with COVID issues. Sure. And, and so Dad's next uh, dive trip is uh, December. We had to move a trip. So uh -huh. we'll go diving then and, and uh, when you enjoy say, some time. When you say we? Yeah. Dad, and, Dad, my, father, uh, Dad my father, my sister, and I are all certified scuba divers. All right. So I don't play golf uh, as, as uncles and others do. You know, they took time off once a week or something. and. Mm -hmm. Dad and I used to joke that we would uh, build up our time off until it was a quiet time and that we'd go scuba diving <laughs> on things. Well, uh, it, I, I can only imagine um, how great that must be. I, you know, I've done a lot of snorkeling mm -hmm. and got to uh, snorkel some great places in the Caribbean and Belize. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, so that's our trip we're going to belize are in, you really in, yep in yeah. December. and uh and you just can't believe when you put on a, a mask goggled mask and stick your head uh you know even 20 feet above a a, a coral reef how much uh, how much life there is there yeah yeah, and it's even more fun when you're closer to the reef. I bet. Uh, I bet. We, we joke for years sometimes. We, we keep joking that we're going to come up behind the snorkelers and carefully come up and <laughs> tug on their fins so they think a, a shark or something has come out uh, of it. Great. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, and, you know, you see so much life, and actually the reef itself, coral reef, is life. 
Yeah. It's a living, breathing kind of animal down there. Anyway, enough snorkeling and scuba diving, but it is good to have you here. And uh, certainly tell your father that uh, that I said hi. I will. From, so uh, just kind of some boundaries here. Uh, and I'm guessing here, you're a third generation of Campbell? Technically fourth generation. Fourth, okay. Yeah, it started uh, 1912. Great-grandfather Claude uh, was a railway mail clerk. And so he would be yeah, on the yeah. trains. Yeah. He would sort the mail and all that and drop it off. And mm-hmm. I sort of describe to people sometimes, I, I hear the firemen don't do it as much now, but the Kelly days, you know, they used to work for a week and then be off for a week type thing. And, and Claude was sort of like that. And he started actually as one of his first loves was peonies. And he lived over near um, uh, uh, Lincoln gr- Memorial. And this is a great story. Yeah. Yeah. And your and, dad has told it, but I want to hear it again. Yeah, so Claude would Claude would grow his peonies and, and uh, he would have people walk by near Memorial day and say hey can, can I buy a bunch and eventually started putting a sign out or something and so he started sort of that way and then built it into sort of lawn care and various other things and and uh, in the 40s my grandparents came back uh, my grandmother Ellen was a war bride she'd never left the state of California until she uh, met and married my grandfather Bob and came back to, uh, in uh, winter Nebraska. Imagine coming from California, <laughs> never yeah. having seen snow, yeah. and land in Nebraska. Yeah. And uh, they uh, they really started. There was an original garden center over in sort of Claude's yard. And then in the 40s, after the war, they started our 40th Street Garden Center. And uh, it was a dirt road. It rained too much. You couldn't get to the store. And way back, Grandpa used to joke that he had five or seven parking stalls, and he never was thinking that he'd need any more stalls than that <laughs> to keep him himself in business. Uh, but then we've grown from there, and now uh, their kids, my, my aunts and uncles and uh, my father, and now we have uh, a fourth generation, and a bunch of us have worked in the business, but right now we have four of us in the business. Wow. All right. Um, and that is just a great story, living there at the end of the – into the bus line or train line and uh, mm-hmm. right there by the cemetery. And so people yeah. would go by and, yeah. wow, um, hey, there's money to be made in flowers. Oh, it's, it's, well. <laughs> so 1-800, or pardon me, I'm, I'm back into. Uh, <laughs> Trying to do sports here. No, no, I'm, 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 the, the, the Jude, St. Jude oh. Radiothon. Uh, it's not toll free. It's 402-729-3383, 402 729 Seven two nine three three eight three. If you have any questions at all for Nicole and or Andy from Andy Campbell from Campbell's uh, Nursery, uh, just pick up the phone and give them a call here. 402-729-3383. And I don't want to plumb give it away until we have a caller, mm-hmm. but we've kind of got... Something sneaky good we do. for our callers today. We do. 402-729-3383. If you uh, have just maybe uh, started thinking about getting the garden rototilled, uh, I know you've yeah. got stuff in the ground, right? Yeah, I planted some uh, Brussels sprouts, my All cool right. crops, you know, so those kinds of things can go in the ground. I would still hold off on things like tomatoes and peppers and those warm season crops, cucumbers, all of that stuff. We're still a little chilly for that. Yeah. Um, I like to go with Mother's Day for a pretty good one, um, mm-hmm. time frame for that. Although, looking at the long-range forecast, I'm not sure if that's going to be great yet either. Um, but uh, we'll look at that. But, um, yeah, we can start doing some things um, pr- 
probably start thinking about like cleaning off beds mm -hmm. if you haven't done that yet. Maybe start getting perennials if you need some new ones. Um, Spring Affair is this weekend, mm -hmm. which is a really great place to get plants as well as Campbell's Nursery. Of Absolutely. Of we appreciate course. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, so those those plant sales and, and all of that are starting to really um, pop up and, you know, all your garden centers are starting to open up. So we're hoping, you know, maybe if we plant flowers, it will get warmer, right? So start thinking for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, you know, I made, I made the comment for years that the Mother's Day line, mm -hmm. the, you know, that is a very typical, been done for decades and decades right. and, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and through the years, we've had more and more people asking that question, can I plant, can I do this? And, mm -hmm. and while I totally agree with the concept of the tomatoes and the peppers and holding back, We've got a bunch of people even two weeks ago were wanting to buy starts and all yes. that. So so the yes. comment I always make for those who want to extend the season is that if now that we're to a point where hopefully not going to see freezing temps, right. at least I in Lake, I've been of, watching we're, that. We're out of, I think, the long range shows were in the 40s at Bingo. the lowest. Yep, so. exactly. So while the tomatoes and the peppers are not going to grow mm -hmm. once you put them in the ground until they have warmer soil and, and warmer temperatures and, to and tops, if you really want it, you know, we have people want to come in and do them. And if you, and the other thing is, is if you want to come in and grab starts from a garden center, a local garden center, whether it's up in Lincoln with us or somebody down in this area, picking those plants up, put in the cold crops, the peas, the spinach, the kohlrabi, the kale, all yeah. of those mm -hmm. kind of things. And if you want to pick up, you really like the look of the tomato plant starts and that kind of stuff, you can pick them up and just keep them on the back patio and keep them watered right. until maybe the soil temperatures climb a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and that can help with like hardening them off if they, you bingo. know, some, some of yep. our garden centers may not do that as much. Yep. They might not get exposed to that wind um, or the, the more intense sunlight than they get, you know, even with yep. a grow light. Yeah. Um, and so that hardening off period um, is, is essential for some of those. And so that can help with it as well, just to get those stems adjusted. Now I wouldn't put them out in um, the, crazy wind we've had like right in the wind right you know because that'll just knock them right off they'll yep. just break off yep. but um gradually moving them into more wind exposure more sunlight exposure over you know a week or two can really help with that totally agree i've started um the past couple of years been doing starting seeds indoors yep for my vegetable crops which is a super fun activity. It if can you're be. looking yes. for something to do in the wintertime, I'm loving it. Especially I'm, with I'm kids. Really, kids yeah. love seeing that, you know, a good good project uh -huh. for the kids and let it, let the stuff grow and they can see what it's amazing how, you know, even in Lincoln maybe, but I think especially down in in towns like Fairbury and Beatrice and and the smaller towns there is sometimes the youngsters uh, especially in Lincoln don't get that exposure mm -hmm. to agriculture and horticulture yeah. and mm -hmm. growing plants mm -hmm. and these kind of projects, starting seeds inside, can be great projects right. for the kids. Yeah. And you get to see, like, so, like, the plants that I produce tomatoes from, I started that from a seed. So it's yeah. pretty exciting for yeah. me. And yeah. I, you know, kind of have a little kid mentality, I think. Ah, uh, just a little. Just a little. <laughs> just a little bit. Mm -hmm. four, <laughs> but, uh, you know, hiding those off is yeah, good. Uh, four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. We need to get to rolling here on Yard and Garden Live. Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. Give us a call. Talk with Nicole Stoner, a UNL Extension Educator in Gage County, and Andrew Campbell from Campbell Nursery uh, in Lincoln for all kinds of information. I was wondering about hardening. Uh, 
your plants up. I've always thought of that as something uh, that that was just temperature wise. But yeah, it's just like, hello, they're going to have to uh, uh, get a little backbone to them right. maybe this right. spring. Uh, and I, we had mentioned on on the air a couple of weeks ago that we really felt that as long as we had been here, we hadn't seen any kind of uh, sustained high winds for as many days and as high as uh, the ones that we have had. Just plain flatline winds yeah. that have, you know, topped out 70 miles an hour plus. And, and it's uh, now I, I, I've been hearing that, yeah, this is a very unusual mm-hmm. windy spring and that uh, perhaps we're getting, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of maybe a, you know, a, a day after day after day after day of high winds. And the the forecast is calling for winds again uh, this weekend. And in through Monday, they don't really go into winds on Monday. But this is something that I've never seen in the extended forecast, which you'd consider Monday to be extended since today is Friday. Monday, the National Weather Service is calling for a high in the mid 50s and a 100% chance of rain. <laughs> yeah. I never I, go 100%. They will uh like the day before or you know mm-hmm. a, a, maybe three periods uh in like tomorrow night they might you might see that but I've never seen it that far out. Yeah. 100% chance of rain. But it, you know as far as winds as they and they they keeping track of those by Monday, but we're looking at winds at 35 miles per hour gusts today and tonight, 35, even a little uh, windier tomorrow, 45 mile an hour gusts, and then tomorrow night, 30 mile an hour. And so Sunday, uh, 15 to 20 used to be breezy. 15 to 20 is the new calm, you know? Let's go really fishing, is. you know, get the boat out. So uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be sunny, highs in the Upper 60s, right around 70 degrees on Sunday. Northwest winds at 15 to 20. And if you step out your porch Sunday afternoon, if you do not hear a mower uh, (laughs) sometime during the afternoon, you better get your hearing checked, right? (laughs) There's going to be a lot of mowing going along, I think. Well, just save up some of the wind because I'm sure we'll have some time in July or August where there's calm. And we'd love to have a little bit of wind growing over. No no kidding. A little breeze to cool Uh, us down, right? uh, Yeah. When I grew up in Kansas, it was... uh, I mean, winds were, you know, up here are bad, but down there it was like, it was always windy. And I remember one time I was complaining to my, uh, some part of my family and my aunt reminded me that, that Kansas needs those hot, hot, uh, windy days to ripen up the wheat. So there's always something, always somebody that can find something nice to say about the nastiest weather. I don't know. <laughs> well, and Nicole talked about hardening the stems and all that, you know, the wind, um, you know, clients will ask me about staking trees and yeah. why do we stake a tree? Why do, and I vividly remember driving past a site I could see on 56th Street years and years ago, and somebody thought they needed to put eight stakes oh with, with tie-downs to a single tree that must have been maybe an inch or an inch and a half. <laughs> and and, I, and, and what I have to, we have to train uh, clients and, and people about trees and plants in general is, is when those trees are young or the plants are young, they are feeling that wind pattern, 
and they are setting out those stabilization roots to hold the tree in place. So while we want to be the training wheels with a stake or a couple of stakes, um, before we wa- I went on the air, I've got a crew stopping out to plant some multi-stem trees for a client today, and the trees came in from the producers, very vertical in the pot. There's, they're going to be a gorgeous tree. They're red buds. Um, but we're going to put some staking on the edges to, to pull open those stems a little bit to get a little better head on uh-huh. it long term. But the stakes are there so that the tree can't go from vertical to laying on the ground. Right. But we do want that little bit of given thing mm-hmm. so that the plant feels it. Yeah. And whether it's your tomato plant starts mm-hmm. or your whatever, the wind pattern, the, the weather pattern on your property, we, we sometimes will actually call them microclimates. Yes, it's a and great so, word. Yeah, you know? Knowing mm-hmm. what your property does can guide you in the plants to pick or how to care for the plants as they're young and getting them to that bigger sizes. Micro, micro uh, climate. climate. You know, we have a lot of calls and, and, you know, my neighbor across the street, he can grow these tomatoes or cucumbers and I'm just right across the alley and, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't, you know, I can't get... Sometimes it's even within the same landscape. You're right, you're right. Side yard or something. I get that all the time. It's like, well, I can do, I do well with this in front but not in the back and it's you know that microclimate makes a huge difference it's you know it's going to provide this much shade or sunlight or the wind patterns like you mentioned and things like the soil mm-hmm. um, all of those kinds of things are making that a different microclimate than what the you know everybody else has or other areas or whatever so my, we all want to judge you know the through the years you know taking the big tomato to the state fair and winning a ribbon mm-hmm. or something i mean obviously that is still an enjoyable part for many gardeners and that but in the scheme of things, everybody needs to realize that each site is different. Right. Um, uh, quick story, I, I had a, we used to plant street trees more for uh, developments, and I had a client that the tree died. Uh, we were nice enough to replace it under our normal guarantee. It died, went out with them. I said, all right, there might have been an issue, but all right, I'll give you one more replacement, but how about we move the tree over five foot? tree survived and has flourished and has been looking great now. <laughs> so I always joked with that client that uh, maybe that was where the bobcat was parked uh, when they were building right. the house and there's a little hydraulic fluid or something right. in the soil yeah. and we moved away and it does well. So um, good thing to remind, remember also on your vegetable gardens. You know, uh, there's a lot of times that you will plant the same plant, you know, your tomatoes, your cucumbers or whatever. And we always talk about rotational mm-hmm. movement in the garden. Now it doesn't have to be every year. But you, do, you want to try to move your plants around in different spots because you will find they use up the nutrients or they gather other issues on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The insects and diseases are often mm-hmm. there right in the soil and ready to go if you don't move that around. All right. I tell you what, we're going to take a break. We need for you to think about calling again. Uh, you know, maybe when we get back, we'll talk about something that we got going on today, mm-hmm. something out of the normal, yeah. something that you might be interested in calling okay all right 402-729-3383 that's the phone number we'll talk to you after the break please and we are back on arbor day yard and garden live lacking one thing and that is hearing from you 402-729-3383. Call and tell us what you're putting in the garden. Anything. We, we can talk about anything here on Yard and Garden Live. 
3383. Uh, speaking of Arbor Day, mm-hmm. I was uh, thinking out loud last week and how uh, different states have different Arbor Day mm-hmm. set aside. And uh, I was wondering if California maybe had two, you know, yeah. a northern and a southern. <laughs> Turns out they don't. No, but they have a weak one. But they have a week long. A week. Uh, Arbor Day week. Arbor Day week. Leave, it to, leave it to California. You know, right? right? <laughs> There's a couple of yeah. places that had a whole week, but okay. California's was March 7th to 14th. Okay. So it's a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, the ones that were kind of different for me um, was like Texas and Hawaii. They're the first Friday in November. That's you know? different. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana and Florida is the third Friday in January. You know, you know it just sure. doesn't seem like the right time. And South Carolina is the first Friday in December. Um, so just it's dependent on a lot of when the time is for um, for your best tree planting. Now, I'd say um, today is actually a lot of states. So it's Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, uh, Nevada, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and New York, among others. Okay. That are all today. All having but, Arbor Day. Yeah, there's, there's a website, and you can just, like, click on the state. So I wrote down a few of them for today. So How about Alaska? Did you check? I did check Alaska. That's the third Monday in May. Third in May. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. They want so. it to be warm enough. It's it right. not be, yeah. you know, right. too cold to plant. Yeah. 402-729-3383, 402-729-3383. Let's let the cat out of the bag. Let's look, which cat? The, 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 uh, the, the gi- fun cat? The, yeah, the fun cat, the giveaway cat. All right. All right. So the Lower Big Blue NRD in Beatrice, again, has some extra plants they're going to give away. So they have three of the wildlife packages. And so that's 50 trees, and it's 10 choke cherry, 10 elderberry, 10 woods rose, 10 Golden Current, and 10 Redosier Dogwood. Okay, and if you want them, you just need to call and ask yep. for, and how do they pick them up? So they, um, you can call Adam at the NRD or just go to the NRD. They are open today, and they'll be available as of today. Um, so the, so um, once we get the people lined up for who wants those packages, mm-hmm. we will. Um, I will send that over to them so they know. And that's in Gage County? In Gage County, yep. yep. Yep, right there in Beatrice okay. across from... Uh, that's mead lumber there. No, oh, okay. So, yeah. Very good. So a package of uh, 50 different trees. Mm-hmm. Wildlife. Well, it's trees slash shrubs. So yeah, trees kind of and shrubs. Shrubby. All right. Yeah. yeah. But from the lower big blue NRD. Very good. 402-729-3383. That is the phone number here on Yard and Garden Live. 402-729-3383. They have to call to get them. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> call with a question, yeah. too. <laughs> 402-729-3383. I've never seen it quite this slow. Yeah, especially uh, they're all planting trees today, you know. Yeah, I don't think so. Not after rain we got. That's true. You don't want to be mudding those you trees had, in. you had an inch and a half here. Yeah, close yeah. to. Uh, we didn't have that much. Some people Portland. got a little bit more. Some people about an inch and a half. Yeah, yeah wow. That's good. And, and there's per- more coming? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And probably the loudest clap of thunder I've ever heard in my whole <laughs> life. I uh, I came in this morning and um, uh, the guy T Man was here and he was uh, comes in earlier than I do and I go, hey, did you hear that clap of thunder last night? He goes, three minute. It was ten minutes past three. <laughs> uh, it Woke was. Everybody it, I mean, it was just incredibly loud. <laughs> Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three four zero two seven two nine 
888-344-3383 is the phone number on Yard and Garden Live. And if you would like to call and get a uh, if you got a question, uh, we'll try to get you an answer and get you started down the right road uh, in the uh, uh, planning season of 2022. Yeah, it's about time. All right. Yeah, we got all the lines lit up now. So uh, if you're if you're dialing in and it's ringing, just uh, stay stay let it ring and we will generally uh, get to you. As we got to run them through our screener first. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you should have called a long time ago. You know, it would have been done. Would've they were waiting way. for the giveaway. I know, I know. Uh, uh, you got them trained too they have well. To have questions though. Yeah, yeah. They, they were the, thinking up a good question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, the question could be: Do you still have any trees left? That's true. Technically, that's a question, right? That's a valid point. Uh huh. Yeah. And so. Uh, once again, uh, there are no open lines on Yard and Garden Live as we start taking staking, taking calls. Don't go far because we'll have a line lit up for you here ASAP. Uh, this is Amber in Lincoln. Hi, Amber. Hi, how are you? I am fine and dandy. Uh, are you interested in some free trees or do you have a question? The free trees. Okay, very good. Uh, there, uh, uh, let me see, are we going to give them the number or how are we going to do this? So can I take their name and phone number and then they can contact the NRD to get them? You want to do it that way? Can we get your, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to send you back to Donay. All right. Don't okay. st- hang on. Oh, you know what? I don't think Donay can talk to her. I don't think that's going to work. Can I just take her first and last name? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Because once she gets in the system, I don't think she can get out. Amber, what's your what's your uh, last name and your phone number? It's Haskins, and my phone number is 402-875-3591. Thank you, okay. kid. And you can get those in Beatrice at the Lower Big Blue NRD. And, and what? Say that again? At the Lower Big Blue NRD in Beatrice. That's just where I can go and pick it up? Yep. Okay, and any time or? Yep, they're available as of today, and they're open today. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. Uh, this is Dale from Pleasantdale. Or is it Pleasantdale from Dale? I don't know. Dale, <laughs> are you there? Do you have a question? <laughs> no, I really don't have any questions. I was just wondering if you got any free trees. Yeah, what's yep. your last name, Dale? Boro, B-O-R-O. Okay, Dale, and do you have a uh, a cellular device? Yes, I do. Okay. What's that number? 4292101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-2101. 402-429-
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you didn't want trees. No, okay. he's begging for. It was okay, because you were well, begging for calls. Well, thanks for calling, Zach. I, you know, yeah. I we do appreciate it. You got your listeners trained well. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> thanks, Steve. How about that? We have an open line now at four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. I think we have Lynn here from Swanton. Possibly, Lynn, is that you? You bet. Hi, Lynn. Did you did you call with a question, or did you call seeking trees? I have a question. All right, perfect. Go ahead. Uh, I got a couple of pear trees in my yard. Uh, one I think is a Chanticleer, and the other one is a Cleveland pear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year they kind of winter killed, uh, mm-hmm. not any one side. It just kind of randomly through the whole tree. Mm-hmm. And this year they didn't hardly bloom at all, and there's a few leaves coming out now. But um, I'm assuming the end is near. Could be. If you're not seeing a lot of leaves throughout um, the canopy, um, it could be. I would give it some more time and see. Mm-hmm. You know, it could just be that the the flowers got hit by a frost. You know, it's been pretty chilly, so if they tried to push flowers and got too cold. Um, so I would give them a little bit of time and just see if they come out. If by about June or so you're still not seeing much for leaves, then, yeah, they're probably on their way out. Um, where was Lynn, Where are you, Lynn? Swanton. Swanton. Um, in Lincoln right now, we just had – the pears have been going for about 10 days, and so they're going strong. I have seen some pear in town slow and a little weaker. So totally agree with Nicole. You know, sometimes, you know, remember, not this winter, but the last winter, we had negative oh, 30s man. and negative 40s. So <laughs> there's a lot of plant material that may have got damaged then that limped its way into last year, trying to recover and heading in. So, so And sometimes we just get a bad year for the bloom, but the pair are going to be fine. So, yeah, give it some time, give it some more heat on it, and, and then if you do have more trouble, stop in and see a nursery professional in your area and things. Or call the show okay. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the the Cleveland pear is a younger tree. It's only probably four, five inch diameter trunk. But on that one, I got shoots coming up six foot away from the tree. Mm-hmm. I, are them coming up from the roots? I'm assuming. Yeah, so they'll sucker like that mm-hmm. when they're stressed. Some trees just do it naturally, mm-hmm. you know. But and pears kind of do a little bit city of lincoln um, has actually crossed crossed pear off of their approved street tree list yeah, because kind of, of what they found was even the even the pear varieties that are supposed to be sterile that the birds were eating the berries on them and that was affecting the berries enough and the seeds that they were finding some pear seeding so they have uh, in parts of the southeast uh, u.s and and that they've actually made it made it a noxious plant mm-hmm. a noxious tree so those suckers coming up Likely, I agree, coming from a root system and a stress issue, but it's possible that maybe a seed, you know, was passed through and and the birds or the squirrels or something have passed it and and you've got a little seedling coming up. Okay. Now, if, if the, say the main tree, I got to do away with it, is it viable to leave a a shoot and carry on from there or not? It depends. Um, if they're coming from the rootstock, it's usually not very good growth, mm-hmm. and they can kind of they they just aren't as hardy, I guess, mm-hmm. as tough as your main growth. If it's coming from like Andy said, like what a bird deposited a little further away, um, that may be viable. But um, 
a lot of our plant material from roses to trees and that are, are grafted. So you have a root system that is, you know, years and years ago, crab apple trees, for example, you planted one. Well, it might not have had a really good root system, but a really good bloom. And so the industry cut off pieces of the really good bloomer and t patched it onto an apple tree or something with a very good root stock. And so when we have a tree like a pear or something that is typically a grafted tree, you have the potential that the seed coming off of it might be that top you really like. But if it's coming from the rootstock, it could mm -hmm. be a totally different tree. It could even, could even be an apple or something. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're just going to have to give it time and see what comes up. And potentially you may be fine on mm -hmm. things. But it's, it's, it's your choice. It could be a fun project. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for your call. And I tell you, we got a Regina on line four. And I'm going to pop right before you, Regina, because um, mm -mm, is Amber here, and she just wanted to know, I think, about the size of the trees. Is that right, Amber? That is correct. Um, I think they're sapling size. I'm not sure. Um, they're going to be small. They're fairly small, yeah. Typically, they're less. They're around three feet or so or less, depending. I'm Maybe not sure, okay. pencil thickness, quarter thick, yeah. you know, something like that. They're a good starter. You'll want to watch your water, you know, get them in a good place you can water, and, and they'll do good to give you a yep. good stand of trees, but they'll need a little bit of, uh, you know, care and loving uh, to get them up to a, a great rootstock and a great mm -hmm. start, a great top. Mm -hmm. and, and what kind are these? Is it just a variety? or? Yeah, it's uh, 10 choke cherries, 10 elderberries, 10 woods rose, 10 golden currants, and 10 red osier dogwoods, or red twig dogwoods. Those are cool. Mm hmm Oh, that's how many I'm getting. Yes. Yeah, so you can share them with friends. Yeah. Well, my it's for my brother, my brother-in-law and my sister. They have three acres, and they kind oh. of have a jungle out there. Well, that'll be perfect. Yeah. yeah. These are great, yeah. These are great yeah, packs for that. Yeah. Good, good choice. You're a great sister getting that for your brother. <laughs> yeah. And one more question. What is the address? Uh, he didn't give me that. Hold on. No, I didn't give him that. It's on Dorsey Street. Let me look. Here. Dorsey? Yep. Okay, we're we're hunting it up here for you. 805 Dorsey Street. 805. All mm -hmm. right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yep, thank you. Well, thanks for listening. Thank we appreciate that. Uh, Regina from Firth. Hi. How you doing? Well, doing fine. Thank, thank you. Well, thank you um, for being so patient. Do you want some trees or do you have a question? Yeah. Interested in the trees. Okay, okay. I'm right. I, I keep saying trees, but believe me, uh, they're not, not all trees. There's a lot right. of bushes. So yeah. yeah, red stem dogwood, red osier dogwood is a little bit sure. more shrub form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, that'll, be, that'll be fine. Regina, what's your last name? Pashold. What? Can you spell that for Nicole? I think it's, she, her pencil's not moving right now, so <laughs> okay. can you spell the last name? P-A-S-C-H-O-L-D. Okay. Perfect. And the phone number? It's 402-429-7688. All right. Perfect. We'll let them know, and you can pick them up as early as today at the Lower Big Blue NRD in um, Beatrice. Okay. And I think you'll need to let Nicole finish the show before she can call the NRD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> maybe after lunch. There you go. All right. Thank you. You betcha. You're uh -huh. welcome. Thank you. And they're all Bye. gone now. All right. Let's go to uh, Mike over in Tecumseh. And Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Uh, you have a question. I was just interested in the trees, guys. You still got some. I uh, think we packs. are plum out. Yep. I am so we had, sorry. We had three packages. Nope. All right. That's all right. All okay. right. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. You, you bet. Thanks for listening. I think. 
There's nobody here, right? Nobody here? Hello? Yeah. Oh, you are here. Let me see. Are you... Uh, oh, uh, is it La, Loretta? La, Lanetta? Loretta. Loretta. What an interesting. I mean, the font is so small, I can barely barely see it. Uh, Loretta from Humboldt. What a pretty name, Loretta. Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, did you did you have a question? We're plum out of well, trees. Darn. Uh, well, I did. I actually like some information on how to start asparagus. Ah, okay. All right. That's a good one. Um, so asparagus, uh, there's a lot of different varieties now. And so you can just go to your garden center and find some really good ones. I think the Jersey, um, like Jersey ones are the, are a really good. It's a number of varieties. And, and, and before we went on the air, I was, I was joking with Nicole and Randy saying that, you know, I'm very good across the board. Remembering the varieties <laughs> that we're carrying and everything is tough. Uh, but we do carry asparagus. A lot of places will. And you're, you're, you're going to either see them potted up already, so they're in a soil, and we do that in some cases, or you may still be able to buy them bare root. And so they might come in a grouping of five or ten or whatever. You're going to want a nice amended soil in the space. Um, I do find that um, they want to get leggy. And you want to remember that on your first year, two years, you really don't want to plan on harvesting. You want to yeah. let them go nice and strong and set a root system in place, and then, you know, you can start harvesting. So I even maybe put a few stakes around the area where I'm putting, putting I'm starting my asparagus area in a new, in a new bed, and uh, I just put some stakes and some green stretch tape between the stakes mm-hmm. to, you know, keep them vertical, but I let them go to seed and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, let them have a year or two before we start really cutting them for, for harvest. Yeah. You, okay. You, and, like, how far apart do you plant them then? Um, it's about, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Four, I would put them tighter. Yeah, four to six inches maybe is a so. good way to put it. I mean, over time, you mm-hmm. want to get that root crop, the, the root mass going. That's what's going to keep putting those shoots up. And so, you know, spread them out evenly through the area. Keep them a little tighter. And it might even be a matter that you add a few, you know, new plants for the next couple of years so that you just work mm-hmm. the mass. Um, but, you know, it depends on the size of the area. And, and then give it a little bit of time, and they'll fill the space. Eventually, you might be a point that you fill the total space, and you got more asparagus than you want. Yeah, it kind of gets hard to go in there and climb through it without breaking some off. Or, or get them harvested fast enough before no, they that's go true. to seed. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. So, and one of the things with asparagus, they, it's, you can do it either way, but it's a good practice if you kind of dig a big deep. They need to go deep, like six yeah. feet or six inches deep. Mm-hmm. Not feet, six okay. inches. Yeah, six um, inches. <laughs> and so you dig this big trench and you put them in there um, and cover them up with a couple inches of soil and watch as they start poking out. Keep adding the soil back until you have leveled back out to your. Forces your, a better root system. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it's a it's a good practice to do it that way. Uh, that's how I've done all of mine, and they do pretty well. Um, and I know it's hard waiting those three years. Man, it know, is. That third it year is hard to harvest, wait. But it's totally worth it. Yeah. And, and, and that delicious. depth concept is also good to consider for tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because the tomatoes, it, we've all seen it, the, the hairs on the side of the mm-hmm. tomato stems, those can develop roots. So, you know, tomatoes are one of those plants that you want to plant them nice and deep because it's going to encourage a much faster and a much better root system for your tomato plants. So, L- Lorita, is this the first time you've uh, you've had a, a tried asparagus? It is. 
it yeah. is. But we really like asparagus. Man, so. mm. yeah, you'll love it. it. You know, like I, Nicole said, you know, you really got to give it uh, an, a few years, and then it just keeps. It's the gift that just mm-hmm. keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you let it at the at the end of its growing season. It's going to get leggy on you, and the heads get smaller, and it just gets real leggy. And you want to let that go all summer long. And and into the fall until the fa- frost comes and it starts turning before you cut it off, mm-hmm. okay? Because that's going to feed okay. the roots all summer long. Yep. And plus, rabbits love to go in there and have little <laughs> nests and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, unless you don't like the little rabbits, well, that's true. The little wascally <laughs> rabbits. And good luck with it, okay? All right, thank you. You bet. Thank Give you. us a call any time as we go to uh, Judy in Adams. Hi, Judy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Nicole. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am fine. (laughs) I have a very unusual question. Well, you're a very unusual person, so go ahead. I had my seed potatoes all cut up and had them curing, and I forgot to take them in last night, and now they are soaking wet. Can I still plant them, and will they grow? I don't We're both looking at each other and nodding our heads. And uh, I, you know, from my little experience with seed potatoes, I think you're going to be okay. But you've got a concept of a worry that there might be a concern. Um, I, I think I might, you know, let them dry out, let them sit for a little bit. Um, we don't want to, you know, maybe dry them off with a paper towel a little bit. You know, we don't want any, any, you know, fungus growing on them or something before you plant. Right. But I don't know, Nicole, you got any other thoughts on that? I think yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I yeah. think they probably. I mean, I think they'll be okay. Uh, you know, the worst comes to worst, the crop doesn't go. Uh, mm-hmm. It's better to at least plant it and give it a shot. Uh, and if the worst happens, you know, you know, tough, you know, tough learning experience. But at this point, I think you're going to be okay. And just let them dry out a little bit, dry them off, and and then give them a little few more days to harden, and then go ahead and get them out there. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Let's go to uh, Steel City. Yes. Yeah. Is are your name March? Yeah. Hi, March. Hi. From Steel City. What's your question? Um, I have morning glories that kind of self-grew. Um, and mm-hmm. so I've got them around fences. And for years and years, they did really well in the big blooms. But the last three years, they have little tiny little tiny blooms i mean they're pretty and the, they cover it well but i just wondered if that's a, a weed weed or if it's just a different kind of morning glory i'm going to turn you down just a little bit while we get our answer go ahead well you're so morning glories in some cases yes can be a weed uh it just kind of depends on where they're growing um they are a self-spreader and will move to places you may not want them um, but if they're, you know, in an area where they're okay, where you're, where you've got them, um, that's perfectly fine. The size of the flowers could be, you know, either it kind of went back to more of like a, like the straight species, like the reverting back to, Sported you know, back to the, a parent piece. Yeah. The parent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, or okay. it could just be, you know, maybe the soil, you're not getting enough fertility to the mm-hmm. plant to build as big of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise. No, these are tiny flowers and. Nothing like a morning glory looking flower. Oh, then you might have you might have your you know your concept of it being a weed or a volunteer in the space could be that 
it might be time to go ahead and call the space and, and you know, try a, a fresh crop, whether by seed or planting something. Um, I, would, I, I did want to mention that sometimes when we see issues with bloom size or plant health, um, and we want to be careful on our use of phosphates in, in farm ground and everywhere else, uh, but in the three, three numbers on a fertilizer, the first one's nitrogen, phosphate is the second, and potassium is the third, so NPK. Phosphates are typically roots, fruits, and flowers. So if, you, if you're putting a high nitrogen on something, you'll get more vegetative growth typically. Mm -hmm. You get a higher middle number, you're going to get that. So if it is morning glories, and maybe there's a soil issue in there, fertilizing the area might be a, uh, an ability to push it back toward a, toward more happy. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned, though, that, that with you describing a really small flower that doesn't look quite the same size and all that, that maybe you're right and it has you know gone away and it's time to cull the area and put something else back mm -hmm. in. Okay. What color okay. is the flower? White. 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 <clears throat> are your originals white or are the originals I are purple? Have, they're multiple. They, okay. They're pink and white and with it purple being, and blue and purple. And I'm wondering if she's got some bindweed in there with a white flower yeah, that's real small. Yeah, bind, that's bind, what I yeah, yeah. bindweed yeah, can look very, very beautiful when it's in bloom. <laughs> it's lovely. Uh, <laughs> but it's not what we want to grow. No. Mm. No. But yeah. it really covers just the same <laughs> you know yeah. there you go you know i, I, I had a professor who a weed weed professor who told us at the first day of the class that he would flunk us if we use this anywhere on any of our tests but the rest of us in the industry will use it it, it, it a weed uh is a plant in the wrong spot Correct. and yeah. a lot of us will say that you know some of the weeds that are look very beautiful and they can be fun and that they keep erosion down or they keep an area cleaner who cares who cares unless it's a noxious weed in the state of nebraska <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah yeah if the, if yeah, the weed board cares Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. Per, uh, you know, compare a thistle to a cone flower I mean, in some aspects. That's a perfect example because a musk thistle is does have a pretty blue purple there. and a spiky and, head. And yeah. there are some native thistles that are very good for our environment. All right, very good. So, hey, March, <laughs> March. Thank you for your call. Do you still have any trees? You no. know what? We are plum out. I'm sorry. That's okay. Thanks. Okay, you betcha. Randy's going to try and grow some on the break. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is next. We'll be back with more of your calls. And thanks for calling, by the way. And we are back with more Yard and Garden Live on Ored 99.5. Uh, who will stop the rain? No, don't stop the rain. Let it come. Uh, we have a lot of areas that did not get rain uh, yesterday and last night. But uh, here locally, uh, over an inch. And uh, very, very nice and more is supposed to be coming tonight. Yeah, yeah well, supposedly. Well, you know, you got a chance. If you didn't get any rain uh, and you're going, uh, yeah, you do. You have a chance uh, for rain tonight, 70% chance. And so, and then it and, comes. And, and it's supposed to, it must be raining because the uh, they've moved the uh, Husker baseball game up. Ah, okay. Heard that last night. All right. And then uh, Saturday, really no rain until maybe uh, we might see some rain Sunday night. And then the Monday thing is just beyond, I don't know if this is a typo or what, but uh, near 100% chance of rain on Monday. But they're not maybe. telling you how much. No, and, the, and they never do. Well, maybe I mean, they, they try, but. Maybe they meant 
<laughs> yeah, they I usually... 100% chance of 100th inch. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Know. So who knows? 402-729-3383. 402-729-3383. We have open lines for you, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can give us a call at 402-729-3383. Uh, nice run of calls there for a while, but now that's dried up, and we have open lines, so please call 402-729-3383, and we can pop you on right away and get you an answer. You were talking about rain. Uh, you know, that was one thing I've been telling people. I feel like a broken record the last couple of mm-hmm. weeks in Lincoln that I'm getting lots of calls from clients going, oh, this is dead, or this is dead. I need to replace this. I need to do that. And we're not anywhere near 100% where we would expect everything to be up and growing. Some of it is soil temperatures. We mm-hmm. were talking. What, what, what did you say the last reading? So our week-long average is 50, did I see 57 or 58? I saw one of the two today yeah. or yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so yes we are in we are just starting to get into that which is a little little yep. slower some yeah. though the past couple of years it's been around this week before yeah. we've started to hit that crabgrass german or time frame uh-huh. so well, the, you know. part of the reason i had mentioned the rain to start this was you know when i walked out to my door this morning i have an ash tree in my front yard and it's been swelling mm-hmm. buds getting close and those who have ever had an ash, you know, this time of year knows you get all of that seed covering that, you know, bud mm-hmm. covering that drops. Well, the trees, the plants, the shrubs, all of them have been waiting for for rain. Mm-hmm. And when that hit, and I, it, it looks like a, a bomb went off over my, right. my driveway <laughs> this morning. <laughs> so moisture levels coming up, getting some yeah. rain this weekend, s- temperatures climbing by end of next week right. back into where we'd expect more warmer temps that's going to push the rest of our plant material to push out. And there's going to be plants. I've said for years, you know, one of the ones we sell a lot of perennial hibiscus, gorgeous plants Mm, for midsummer blooms. They could be coffee cup saucer sized, um, but they really want the temperatures Mm -hmm. warm before Mm -hmm. they're going to come up. Some of the ornamental grasses want it very, very warm. It's almost like they're the kids that don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, (laughs) And so we have to get warm enough. And so some years, if a cold or uh, late arriving spring like we've been sort of having, you might see your hibiscus or some grasses or various of the plants that like to stay late. They may not be popping until early June. Yeah, yeah. I sure. think we uh, have James from Fairbury, Gerald from Munden. You're next, but hi, James. You have a question. Yes, my mum plant is about three, four inches tall and nice and growing and green and all that. Is it time to transplant it? Uh, so you're wanting to transplant it? Yes. Yeah, I'd say you could do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, once they start growing, that you can see them is a pretty mm-hmm. good time to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just make sure when you do move them, you've got a nice mulch bed around them and keep them watered, um, but don't overwater. <laughs> but <laughs> there's, there's a fine line there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think you'd be fine in this, this time frame. I joke for years okay. that we, and, and we typically do not guarantee a transplant of a perennial or a shrub or that. Not that I think our crews, if we're being paid to do it, won't do it right, but the care of the transplant 
70, 80 percent or more of their survivability is the care that the plant's going to get the weeks after it's moved. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so you don't want to drown it. Nicole was right. You don't want to <laughs> put it in a desert. But, you know, you've, you've cut that root system. You've affected that root system. The plant's going to have to recreate that root system a little bit. So actually also applying a plant starter fertilizer mm -hmm. wouldn't be a bad idea to help push it. And you won't have to baby it all summer. But you're going to want to watch it for probably, you know, for a while here. And especially once the heat starts coming on, just keep a closer eye on it until you know that it's hardened off and it can handle the heat on things. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be good. Thank you, James. Right. Yeah, Thank you. Baby the plant just like you know who babies you, all right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call. This is uh, Gerald from Munden, Kansas. Hi, Gerald. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Kind of windy out here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, really? When did that start? Uh, I don't know. The, the weatherman can get the wind right. <laughs> yeah. They can, they can do that. Five inches of wind the other day. Did you? Five <laughs> inches. Wow. Very good. <laughs> What's your question? Uh, well, it's not really a question. It's, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, it's in reference to this guy that called in. Said he had some wild onion. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. He, that he sprayed with. Uh, Roundup, I don't know if you remember that or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know how tall the wild onion was. I'm, I don't know, I'm not even sure if I know what it looks like. But uh, he said he sprayed it with Roundup, and then uh, he thought it was going to die, and then it came back and mm -hmm. and all that. And so he's finding out what uh, us farmers knew for quite a while now, mm -hmm. that Roundup don't get anything much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he used to be everybody's favorite, but uh, there are some things out there that uh, that can beat the Roundup system, right? I will there. also mention that you know when we talk Roundup this time of year, that Roundup breaks the photosynthesis chain, so it can't create the plant can't create food. Is how Roundup sort of works, and if our plants are not actively growing, right. it's going to take or slowly growing. Roundup's going to take a lot longer to show an effect on a plant than it will if we were in the middle of summer. Correct. So don't, oh. you know, for somebody oh, spraying yeah. now, just be aware of it. But, yes, as a farmer, you definitely get it with Roundup-ready plants mm -hmm. and, and all that. Sometimes uh, uh, legally we can't give you the recipe that some farmers use for thistle and that kind of <laughs> stuff because it's off-label. <laughs> you uh, you're laughing you like know. you know what it is. <laughs> what it is. But, but uh, it, Roundup still gets grass and uh, volunteer wheat and Mm -hmm. Somebody told me the other day it's still getting chatter cane. Mm -hmm. Hadn't but, heard that uh, myself. Most of the most of the broadleaf weeds, uh, you spray Roundup on it, and it just laughs at it. Right. It yeah. It's, it's more of a grass um, weed or grass control than than the broadleaf control. It can work on your broadleaves mm -hmm. to an extent, um, but it's definitely designed to be more of a grassy um, herbicide. Yeah. 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 They, uh, uh, but if you. Uh, you know, I don't know why they're so proud of this Roundup. I was getting it for around $22, $23 a gallon last year, and now it's almost 70 Yeah, it's, have you, it's have definitely you, gone up in what, price. I don't know why they're so proud of it. Well, have, have, you, have you pulled up to the gas station lately? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I will say I don't. I have a 300% increase like the Roundup. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Roundup, I have been told by our suppliers that we buy from from a couple of different uh, chains of sources that we can buy Roundup and stuff like it that there is a worldwide shortage of glyphosate mm -hmm. right there now. Is. And yep. I don't know if it has anything to do with Russia and Ukraine. Um, for those who don't know, there's a lot of fertilizer products. There's a lot of grain and, and wheat and stuff that goes to Eastern Africa. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of products that, we, that you wouldn't think would affect us all the way here. 
coming out of Ukraine and Russia, um, uh, potash that's used for a lot of fertilizers. Mm. I think Russia is like forty percent of the market or something okay. like that. So global. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, it's welcome been... to welcome the other side of the world affecting all of us as we try to do our our lives on things. Yeah, it's going to cost me more per acre to put a corn crop out this year than I paid for my land when I bought it. Ooh, wow. wow. That yeah. is, uh, that's an eye-opener, isn't it? That's yeah. Rough. Well, never mind that was 50 years ago well you know <laughs> not to worry about you know, that but you know it's uh and on, still hell on that people thought i was paid crazier in a pet coon for paying uh 200 dollars an acre for my land and yeah. <laughs> but it's going to cost more net for the corn crop yeah. if you if and if you have any even even down there in kansas i would i would take a few acres at 200 an acre i think we all would well so, <laughs> That was, like I said, that was 50 years. So if you've got any of that laying around, let me know, okay? Yeah, but it's probably swamp <laughs> land right now. I don't have any of that laying around. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Listen, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Four, uh, four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. This is the Yard and Garden Live on Friday morning, Arbor Day. Welcome back, Yard and Garden Live on Arbor Day. As uh, we're banging out a little Credence Clearwater here on our bumper music. Easy, boys. Uh, we need you to call at 402-729-3383. 402-729-3383. But, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, we can just sit here and uh, and talk amongst ourselves. We have uh, a, a brand new guest this year who has never been on our airwaves. And uh, uh, Andrew uh, Campbell, or Andy Campbell, and uh, you, you remember his, his dad was here for a number of years and uh dick was always such a a, a great guest um uh, he just uh he he told us he told wonderful stories and uh he was just always uh good with the with the the callers that called in and uh so uh you are will come down next year again let me see this is the way this works now well it, it politely it, said uh and and i don't think i'm you know, talking out of turn on this, but um, we always say that. And we had a longtime member of the nursery uh, develop health issues. Many of your listeners may uh, know of Dwayne Novotny. Okay. And Dwayne passed away. His funeral was last week. Wow. He'd been working for us and uh, in the Columbus and, I'm sorry, Clarkson and Norfolk area for many years. Moved to Lincoln. He was a manager with us for 25 years. Uh, or more and been a designer with us and it is a rough spring for us because of that um Dwayne would be the first to joke though going your comment of come back next year well as long as i'm still here i'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come back next year but <laughs> yeah. um now Dwayne had a wonderful service but he was that nurseryman that a lot of us in the industry knew and for us at the nursery if we didn't have an answer we would go to Dwayne and say what do you think? And it was a sign to me that, and, and my father sort of that way too, that as we have grown in the industry from starting in the industry and getting to a certain age, when we go to get our questions checked, our, you know, what we think the answer should be, and we're getting the same answer from people like Dwayne and my father and that, yeah. 
that's a sign that you know we've really come into the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Nicole goes to Kim Todd at times and says, mm-hmm. "Hey, Kim, what do you think?" Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. I'm giving the right <laughs> answer. Either I, that or Sarah. Yeah, Sarah uh, and John Fesh, who yeah, will be here next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I I sometimes oh. will email them and and say, "I think it's this, but just confirm for me that I'm right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Especially turf stuff. That's yeah. not my number one area so, so when uh do you uh do you, is your office at one of the nurseries or i, I my my office is at our 56 and pine lake location okay i don't get in the garden center very often unless i'm passing through sure um somebody asked me yesterday what my general schedule was and i said well yeah. you know today i'm coming to fairbury uh you know yesterday i was in the northwest part of lincoln and then the southeast it all depends on the clients i'm helping and the crews to spot and that i i spend most of my time as a landscape designer uh, we have a wonderful team across the board, whether it's our crews, our garden center team, our production staff. Um, we're very lucky to have a great team to work with. My, I'm very lucky. Um, and I think uh, our, our intent is, is to find good people that want to enjoy working in, the, in our green industry, whether it's an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, through the years, I've known a lot of great people at the university and extension and competition. You know, uh, in the Lincoln market, I I don't know everybody in a truck that's selling plants or doing landscaping, (laughs) but, um, you know, there's sometimes that we're calling each other going, Hey, I'm out of this. Do you have that? Can you, can I buy certain things from you? So Mm -hmm. I love our industry. And I think all those in agriculture has that similar feel of things. Mm -hmm. You know, we may not like going to a bar with somebody to have a beer or something, but we, we can respect each other. Yeah. Very good. Uh, the, the, uh, how old is the uh, the facility at 56 and Pine Lake? 1979. Who 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 um, has that always looked like it does now mm-hmm. with the and who who came up with that design? <laughs> I would probably say it was uh, one of my uncles, uh, Doug and okay. Mike. Actually, for those who know the family, are twins. They're not identical, the fraternal. Um, but um, I think that style came from Doug. Doug, I, Doug really has been the builder in the family wow. through the years, and Pretty. and Mike did too. But yeah, Beautiful. yeah, yeah. We he liked it, and it's hey, it's been there for you know. Now we're coming up on forty some years. It's like I can't believe there haven't been more car accidents out there. And <laughs> finally, the highway patrol said, "Can you junk your place up a little bit? <laughs> it looks too good." Hey, Dale from uh, Pleasant Dale is here again. Double dipping today, are you, Dale? What is what's on your mind this time, buddy? Well, I can't remember if it's first part of May or if it's first part of June, but I got some pine trees that got some I don't know blight is what I'm going to call it, where the ends are turning brown, and I and I know Tip that light. I've sprayed fungicide on them, mm-hmm. and it would clear that up. But I do, I I think it's two applications, and I think they told me to wait until i thought it was june but then i got to thinking maybe it's may do you know what i'm talking about you know why you're confused is because it's both (laughs) (laughs) so the first one is is that first part of may and then the second one is going to be a couple or three weeks later so Mm -hmm. it's going to land pretty close to the first part of june there so yeah do a couple applications um copper fungicide would work for that Mm -hmm. or um, there'd be some other options as well, but um. my comment to people, and we're, let's broaden it. I mean, I totally agree with Nicole. Anytime we're talking fungus and fungicides, fungicides uh-huh. are best worked as a preventative mm-hmm. versus a treatment. So, like when we're dealing with weeds, we do a crabgrass preventer to prevent the seeds from germinating. But our weed and feed type steps are the the weed being up, and we kill it. 
So in fungus, uh-huh. if you know you've got an issue like tip blight on an Austrian pine or similar, or fungus uh-huh. in your lawn or fungus on your roses, we want a guy and get a preventative on. So that's why that first treatment goes down. Then as the growth starts to elongate out and push, would you agree? Am I thinking, remembering right, the second application is to protect that growth as it's coming out? Yeah. 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 So it's, that, it's to prevent good. it. Yeah. It's, you're, it's good to do a second application just to really get that on there so that it's, yeah, like you and, say. And I've got that. a question okay. for you guys on this same topic. Uh, is this going to be something? How, how, how uh, rain fast is the, the copper fungicide? In other words, if you spray it on uh, in the morning and it rains that night, is you're it? You're probably fine. You're probably okay. The, lab- the, la- the label will tell you. Oh, the label. Yeah. Sure. Most of the time, yeah. Once it's dry, it's pretty good. But the label will tell you how oh. many how many hours it's until it's rain fast. Yeah. She got to it first. I always I forgot. I was thinking about it when she was talking first earlier. Follow uh-huh. always follow the label mm-hmm. directions. Yeah. It, as yeah. a licensed yeah. applicator, we have to if we do anything to sell it to you, a service. But that label is going to determine w- temperatures to put it down, um, any protection you need to be wearing, any mm-hmm. timing you need to do. Temperature extremes don't apply over a certain mm-hmm. temperature, and and you know how long until it dries on the plant or when it would be rain fast. Mm-hmm. All of that's going to be in that label, and and there's just too many different variations in the right. products out there for somebody like Nicole or I to give you this product you know range is exactly do this so always go back to that label to make sure to check mm-hmm. us even if we're giving you an answer that's a good point i got one more question sure go ahead and and i don't remember if it was a scotch or an austrian but i had one of those die it turned brown is it too late now to cut that thing up or because i'm assuming it was uh Pine the, the, the the yeah Exactly. You're you're not too late. So the idea, especially when it first started, when we first started seeing pine wilt, was to get it out um, out of there as soon as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Especially during the growing season. But at this point, it's so widespread mm-hmm. that yeah. it's it's okay. I mean, just get it out when you can. Um, but it's you know, if you leave yours a little longer, it's not like you're you know everybody else is is getting theirs out right away. So it's um, it's just a very okay. widespread disease at this point. So. Uh-huh. I think you'd be fine. Just Nicole, check, check me on this, but the understanding I have of Scotch pine wilt is that we've got a two pieces coming together. We've got a bug that comes in mm-hmm. to eat, and there are these things called nematodes in the soil. We'll keep it that simple. Mm-hmm. Yep. But these bugs uh-huh. come in to eat. As they eat, they accidentally chew on the root system at the same time. They pass a fungus into the pine called mm-hmm. blue stain fungus, mm-hmm. which then mm-hmm. clogs the vascular system and kills the mm-hmm. tree. So my understanding of the logic of removing the trees fast was if you can get the tree gone and you have a windbreak full of these pines, then Uh the bugs can't come in because when they come in to eat and they eat on near an infested tree, they then transfer it to a non-infested tree. Yep, Yep. Yep. not airhead. So in the scheme of this, the removal of the tree is to try to prevent the spread. Right. But just look at COVID. You know, we tried to, you know, put us in our (laughs) homes and keep us close. You know, we it can slow the spread, but it's not going to eliminate the spread. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's kind of weird because some of them other ones with the with the blight, you know, it starts turning brown. You think, oh, that's the start of it. Well, that's what I thought happened with this tree, and it's like, well, I'm just going to leave it go and I'll spray it in the 
right. in the spring, but the thing just kept turning brown. And so, it's like, well, that's obviously not what the problem is with that one. Yeah, and that's the problem with that is that you can spray for um, tip blight or needle blight that are common on our pine trees, um, but that uh-huh. doesn't all that doesn't mean that your tree doesn't also have pine wilt mm-hmm. and you don't know that it has pine wilt basically until it dies mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so yeah. it's you know so i always tell people i'm like yeah you can spray for these diseases but it may not fix your tree because it might also have pine wilt mm-hmm. um, now, and so now would you burn this old tree right away i mean there is, is there any bugs going to come out of this thing i don't think a nematode would jump out well the the beetle can still come from that dead tree for a little period of time and That's spread fair. that nematode so you like so they do say to like burn it or chip it so that you're either okay one way or another you're getting rid of that that bug and the nematode um but again it's it's very widespread so you know yeah, all right i don't I, even I'll if you do a good job of doing your removal there's going to be somebody a mile 10 miles yeah. 100 miles from you that doesn't it's here and it's going to be prevalent and i don't think it's it's not going away no it, it's okay. i mean it's basically taken out all of our scotch pines at this point and mm-hmm. there's a few austrians left that it hasn't gotten to but yeah, okay it's all right yep well thank you very much thank and, you and happy arbor day to you as well back with more right after this Yes, indeed, it is 11.30 and time to call an in to this week's Yard and Garden Live. And remind you, we will be back next week with yet another Yard and Garden Live uh, beginning at 10 o'clock. And uh, next week, who who is going to be the guest? John Fesh. He's an extension educator in Douglas Sarpy County. So, And uh, a lot of people know. Yep. Yep. Have heard him, seen yep. him. He's been yeah. on here before. And he's been on here before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy, uh, Andy Campbell, thank you so much yes, for coming thank down. You. Thanks for having me. Appreciate and again, it. make sure you do tell your dad I said hi. I will. I tell will. him and tell him to be good in church. I know that <laughs> he sits by one of our other yard and garden uh, guests, uh, who is a a wine expert. I and I think sometimes fun. they they kind of you know make a little. They they have to be. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to sit between you two boys. <laughs> uh, you know, that's always some having fun if you yeah. get, yeah, yeah, give, you give some grief back and forth to each other. That's why we have Colorado fans and Oklahoma fans. <laughs> oh, okay, and, yeah, all right. Know. Gotcha. Gotcha very. Uh, and uh, we and once again, uh, God willing, you will be here next year. I'm aiming for it. All right. And so until next week, everybody keep it green and keep it growing.